There is none like you No one else can touch my heart like you do And I could search for all eternity long What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus Christ my King What a powerful name it is Nothing can stand against the powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen. Indeed, the name of Jesus, it is wonderful and it is powerful. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Peter and John were going to the temple at the hour of prayer. At the hour of prayer, they were going to the temple to pray. They met a man who was lame, and he was looking unto them, expecting to receive alms. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that Peter looked steadfastly at the man and said unto him, that silver and gold have I none, but in the name. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And by the power of his name, the man received strength. And the Bible says, leaping up, hallelujah, he got on his feet and he walked. Amen and amen. And the Sahendrin came and they asked him, by whose name have you done this? Peter said that it is not because of our righteousness that we've been able to make this man walk. But let it be known unto you all that it is in the name or by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, that this man has been made whole. Hallelujah. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, you. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, you will be made every withhold. Hallelujah. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, you will be strengthened. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, if there is anything tormenting you, that hold of torment over your life will be broken. Tonight, if there is any need in your life, in the name of Jesus, that need will be met. By, by the power of the name of Jesus, you will be, you will be promoted. By the power of the name Jesus, redeemed. By the power of the name Jesus, you will be saved. By the power of Jesus, you will be forgiven. By the power of the name Jesus, you will be cleansed. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Amen. Let amen. it be known to all men. Amen and amen. By it is by the Hallelujah. And you know the beautiful thing? When Jesus was leaving us here on the earth, he left us with his name. He says, all authority, all authority, in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go in my name. Hallelujah. The Greek word for name is onoma. It means a representation of the person and character of someone. Hallelujah. So when Jesus says, go in my name, he's saying, go 
in the representation of my person and character. Hallelujah. You see, when you mention the name of Jesus, the power of God is made manifest. The person of Christ shows up. That's why Jesus said, whatsoever you ask in my name, that I will do. Peter asked in the name of Jesus, and Jesus healed him. Hallelujah. So whatsoever you ask in the name of Jesus, that I will do. That particular thing I will do. Hallelujah. Is there a need in life? I want to give the opportunity now, before we go any further, identify whatever thing that is in your life. It could be something that has been going on. Maybe your your mother is 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 having a, a sickness, a chronic illness in in your life. Somebody in your family is having a chronic illness. Something is going on in your family you don't want. I want to give you the opportunity. Lift up your voice and begin to ask in the name of Jesus. I'm not saying pray. Listen to this very well. The instructions. I'm not saying this is not prayer. Jesus, so that you ask in my name. He says he did not say. First he said, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name. He will do it. He will give it to you. Then he says, whatsoever you ask in my name, that I will do. There are two different things. One is prayer and two. The other one is executing the power and authority of the name of Jesus. So I want you to ask and demand in the name of Jesus that those things will be done. Hallelujah. If it is healing you need for a family member, declare that in the name of Jesus they are healed. If it is a door you need open for a job, declare in the name of Jesus, those doors are open. You understand what I'm saying? Whatever they need is, begin to, by the name of Jesus. Peter said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice now. Lift up your voice now. Begin to make use of the name of Jesus. The power in the name. Lift up your voice now. Lift up your voice now. In the name of Jesus, begin to place demands now. Lift up your voice in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Healing in the name of Jesus. Take hold of it now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Those who need elevation, this in the name of Jesus, I command that in the name of Jesus, be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in your body. Let back pain be healed in the name of Jesus. Let cancer be healed in the name of Jesus. Let, let, let amnesia be healed in the name of Jesus. If anyone in our family is suffering from any strange disease, may they be healed in the name. May strange diseases be healed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let anybody that is bound by any demonic spirit, demonic torment and oppression in our family be delivered in the name of Jesus. 
May they be delivered in the name of Jesus. We call their deliverance in the name of Jesus. And I decree over the lives of everyone represented here tonight that we are rising in the name of Jesus. We are increasing in the name of Jesus. We are becoming stronger in the name of Jesus. Kings are coming to our rising in the name of Jesus. Gentiles are coming to the brightness of our shining in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, Arise and shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. In the name of Jesus, we shine. At our job place, we shine. In our academics, we are shining. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Zibidi Kataras. Hallelujah. Brethren, make use of the name of Jesus. One of the things we need to teach and we we'll call teachers, a lot of times believers lack understanding on how to operate the power of God. And for most of us, we think that the operation of God's power is something that is only left for pastors to do, prophets to do, apostles to do. No. Every single believer, as long as you bear the name of Christ, you can operate the power of Christ. And we have to teach how to operate the power. And this is one of the ways to operate the power of Christ. Amen and amen. The Bible says that whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus, giving glory to the Father by him. Hallelujah. Whatsoever you do, in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, that name is given unto you. That name is given unto you. You understand? So sometimes the problem is sometimes the issue, God is expecting you to take charge of the situation and handle it. But at that moment, you are also praying to God. That's not the moment to pray. That's the moment to take charge and authority. Hallelujah. That's the moment to take what? Charge and authority. Amen. That's the moment to take charge and that's to pray unto God. God is in heaven. said, no, stop talking. Take charge and authority over the situation. Hallelujah. It's almost like you are a teacher in a class, right? And the students are misbehaving. Then, while they are misbehaving, you run to the headmaster to go and report to the students that they are misbehaving. So the headmaster will come to the class and bring order to the class. The headmaster will be like, what is wrong with you? You have authority over the class to ensure that discipline rules in the class. So the headmaster is expecting you to take charge and take authority. Go to the headmaster and go and report it. Stay there and take charge. This is just something to show you a picture. So there are certain issues when they are happening, you have to take authority. Hallelujah. You have to exercise your authority in Christ. You do have an authority in Christ. Hallelujah. You do have an authority. Amen. And you are being licensed. Now listen. Listen to this. You are being licensed to operate in that authority. Hallelujah. What is the license you have? It is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. That is, he has licensed me. He has authenticated me. 
Mm. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is the authentication of God. You understand? The Spirit of the Lord is the licensing of God. Before you can drive a car, anybody and everybody can drive a car. But if you want to drive a car legally, you need a license. So that when the cops stop you, you can show your license to show that you are legally operating. There are so many people operating cars, operating businesses illegally because they don't have authorization and they don't have licensing. Hallelujah. They have not been licensed. Amen. They've not been authenticated. So in the realm of the Spirit, they can be found out. There are a lot of people operating the name of, the Je- of Jesus. They have not been authorized by God. That is, they are not doing it by the Spirit of God because they have not received the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that, you know, he that had the Spirit of God is one with him, right? He that, that had not the Spirit of God is none of this. They don't have the Spirit. They are, they, they, they are imposters, if I may say. But they are also operating. You understand? They even mention the name Jesus. And that's why on that day, you know, Jesus will say, Lord, I will call to me, Lord, Lord. They will say, but we, we cast out demons in your name. And all. Jesus said, I never knew you. Who are those that Jesus knows? Jesus knows those in whom his spirit dwells because he put his spirit in them. Hallelujah. So as a believer, if you have received the Holy Spirit, you have been authorized. You have been authenticated. You have been licensed to operate in the authority. Hallelujah. And in the power of God. Amen and amen. Say with me, I am licensed. Oh, brethren, talk to me tonight. Say with me, I am licensed to operate the authority of God. I am licensed to operate the authority of God. Hallelujah. And you see, because you are licensed and authenticated, you can arrest anything in the realm of the spirit that is not legitimate. You understand what I'm talking about? You can arrest them. Anything that is operating in your domain, that is in your sphere of influence, that is not of God, you can arrest it. So that's why I say exercise dominion by the authority of Christ in your domain. Especially first, beginning in your household. Don't allow the devil to play the buffoonery with your children, in your marriage, in your household. No. Take authority. Hallelujah. Take authority. Take authority. Amen and amen. Take authority. Don't sit down and cry. Take authority. Hallelujah. That's your first sphere of influence. Take authority. Hallelujah. Then you, as gradually your influence begins to increase. Amen and amen. For example, as the leader of faith generation, together with my elders, when we meet and we pray, we take authority over anything of God that is operating in faith generation. Amen and amen. We take authority over it. And we establish that whatever is not planted of God, we are put. And we plant in its place the planting of the Lord. Hallelujah. Say with me, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Anything in my household. Anything in my household. That is not of God. That is not of God. 
I take authority over it. Take authority over it. Put it from the root. I put it from the root. Hallelujah. Yes. So what am I doing? I'm teaching you how to walk in the authority of Christ. One of the ways to do that is to use the name of Jesus. You understand? That way you will not always be running to your pastor. You understand? There are some little, little things you can handle yourself. Then the bigger ones, you run to your pastor. You, 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 you get what I'm talking about, or you call your pastor. Your pastor helps you, or you call an elder, an elder helps you out. Then gradually, as you grow, those even big things you used to run to the elders for help, they will handle you yourself, you will handle it. Hallelujah. You will handle it. Comes, you say, oh, elder Marion, don't worry. Ah, Pastor Sam, don't worry. This one, I can, I can handle it. Don't worry. Don't worry about that one. Hallelujah. You you say, Pastor, don't worry about it. I can, I can handle this one. Then you, you deal with it. Amen. That, that, that shows that you are growing. You see, the church, or when we gather like this, we teach how to walk in the spirit life. You understand? That's what we do. It's a training ground for spirit living. As said, the church is a training ground for spirit living. We are not just here to feel nice messages and so no 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 no. If not, we are just like everybody else. You know, unbelievers go for motivational talks. That's not what the church is for. You understand what I'm talking about? Our holiness is in this. When I talk about holiness, I'm talking about our distinction. What separates us from the world? is the fact that we are trained in the spirit life. Amen and amen. So we come here for motivational messages like they do. Unbelievers, unbelievers do that. No, so we want the real thing. Paul said, I did not come to you with words of man's wisdom, but I come to you in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. You understand what I'm talking about? Paul says, I came to you in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will rest in the power of God. Hallelujah. In the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Mm. And that is what you should, that is what, you see, as a believer, you should aspire to. That's what, as a believer, you should aspire to. That you too, you know, you walk in the demonstration of the spirit. You walk in the demonstration of power. You should aspire for that. You should desire that. You should long for that. You should long for that. Long for that. That you too, you can pray for someone and God will speak to you about the person and you tell the person. Hallelujah. <laughs> demonstration of the spirit. Demonstration of power. You lay your hands on somebody and the person will be healed. Because the Bible says, in my name, they'll cast out devils. In my name, they'll do it. Heal the sick. It's for every believer. Hallelujah. Why? Because every believer now, I'm transitioning into my message for today. Amen and amen. Every believer now is a priest unto God. And I'll teach you what that means in a second. Every believer is a priest unto God. Amen. Say to me, I'm a priest unto the Lord. 
God. Oh, talk to me, brethren. Say me, I'm a priest unto the Lord. I am a priest unto the Lord. Hallelujah. What does that mean? I want to show you something from the book of Exodus 19. Now, right from the beginning of Exodus, we see God calling Moses and sending him to go deliver the children of Israel from the land of Egypt, from bondage to Pharaoh. You understand? Now, Jacob was the one whose name was changed to be Israel. That is prince of power with God. Hallelujah. And his seed, you understand, his seed were in bondage because God said to them, you're going to go into bondage for 400 years. And afterward, they cried unto the Lord, God sent the deliverer Moses, who was a type of Christ, to go deliver them from Pharaoh, the hand of Pharaoh, who is or who was a type of Satan, and from, and from Egypt, which is a type of the world. Hallelujah. So Moses went to deliver them uh, with mighty workings of power. In all the things that the gods of Egypt boast themselves in, God disgraced them in all those areas. May God disgrace any demonic power that is attacking you and your family in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said, may God disgrace. God disgraced the gods of Egypt. He disgraced them totally. <laughs> With all those ten plagues, he disgraced all of them. Hallelujah. That is why he intentionally hardened the heart of Pharaoh so that he can execute it to the full. Hallelujah. Ten plagues, total judgment. That's what it is. He judged them completely. He judged the gods of Egypt. May God judge every god in your family that has risen against you with them. You know what I'm talking about? May God judge them. That have risen against you. May God judge them. May God judge them. Hallelujah. So God lifted Moses to go deliver them. Deliver them. You start reading the book of Exodus and you see that deliverance, great deliverance. In the end, they crossed the Red Sea. The, the Egyptians and their horses and chariots also wanted to cross, but they drowned. Hallelujah. Then God began a new life for them. Now, the reason God delivered them out of the land of Egypt was so that he would bring them into the land of promise. And the purpose was so that they may serve him and worship him. Hallelujah. Now, when God did that, God was through Moses giving them new laws and new ways by which they ought to serve him. Now, be mindful of that. The children of Israel had lived in Egypt for a long time. Right? Egypt itself had its own system of worship. For one, Pharaoh considered himself to be God. You understand? That is why God judged the son of Pharaoh. Because the son of Pharaoh was supposed to be next in line to be king. And they saw themselves as God. That was the last God that was judged. Hallelujah. Like God killed the first son of Pharaoh. Their firstborn, he killed them. That was the judgment of God. Told themselves as God. Hallelujah. Now, Egypt was just like, there were many gods that were served in Egypt. Hallelujah. Many gods. One of the gods is Horus and Osiris. Cyrus, the all-seeing eye. That's what we have on our dollar now. When you look at the dollar, you see the pyramid with Osiris on top. The all-seeing eye of Osiris. One of the gods of Egypt. 
be fooled when people tell you that America was, you know, established only on Christian principles. Don't be fooled by that. It's true there were principles that were picked up, but it's all messed together with some very, very serious I don't want to go into it right now. But there were many other gods because Egypt was the then known power. You understand? There were so many slaves from countries in Egypt. They also had their own god that they served. So the, you can imagine the, Egypt, the Israelites living amongst these people and in this situation for 400 years, not hearing the voice of God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they surely had learned the ways of the Egyptians, learned the ways of the other nations, and learned the, the way they worship their God, and also worship them also. You understand? So when God brought them out, he had to now teach them the right way for them to serve him. And God gave them so many, he started instructions and all of that. Now, before he gave them the Ten Commandments, in, the, in Exodus chapter number 20, and then the ordinances that followed. In chapter 19, God says something to them, and I want to read that to you. If you have your Bibles, open with me to Exodus chapter number 19. Exodus 19 here, and I read. In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai, for they were departed from Rephidim and were come to the desert of Sinai and had pitched in the wilderness. And there Israel camped before the mount. And Moses went up to God, and the Lord God called out unto him out of the mountain, saying, this is God speaking, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob and tell the children of Israel. So this is God's voice. Let's listen to what God is saying. Ye have seen how what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, this is very important. What did God say? Ye have seen what I did to Egypt, the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. That means that the purpose of the deliverance of God was to bring Israel into intimate fellowship with himself. That is why when Jesus came, he said, No man goes to the Father except by me. The purpose of God delivering you by Christ from the kingdom of darkness is to bring you to himself, not to heaven. Hallelujah. The purpose of, of our is not the place, it's a person. It's Papa God himself. So that we may have fellowship with him. Hallelujah. So he continues to say, and brought you unto myself, verse 5. Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me, above all people for all the earth time. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests, and an holy nation. Hallelujah. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. So he said, even before chapter 20 comes along, where God is going to make a covenant with them and give them the law, the law of the covenant, God is telling them that if they would surely obey his voice and keep his covenant, these are the promises. One, they will become a peculiar treasure unto God above all people of the earth. Number two, they will be a kingdom of priests. 
not just some of them, but all of them, all of Israel will be a kingdom of priests. And it says, they'll be an holy nation unto the Lord. Now, long story short, we know very well that Israel was not able to keep the commands of the Lord. Hallelujah. And that is why Jesus had to come to redeem them from the curse of the law. Because they were not able to keep the command, they, they could not enter into the blessing of the promise. So Jesus came to become a curse for us, to redeem them from the curse of the law. Hallelujah. And by faith in him, bring them into the promise, the, the, the promised blessing. So First First Peter chapter number 2, verse 9, let's see. The Bible says, let me read from verse 7 that you, you, you would understand. Actually, from verse 6, the Bible says, Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believed on him shall not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone with the builders disallowed or rejected, the same is made the head of the corner. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even unto them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But ye are a chosen generation. Hallelujah. A royal priesthood, an holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. What is Peter saying? Peter is saying that we that have believed in Christ, that promised blessing God gave to the Israelites, which was conditioned upon keeping the covenant, which they failed to obtain because they could not keep the covenant, we now in Christ have entered into the blessing of that promise. Say with me, I have entered into the blessing of the promise. I have entered into the blessing of the promise. Oh, say with me again. Only Lorraine believes it. Say with me again. I have entered into the blessing of the promise. I have entered into the blessing of the promise. Okay, let's say it one more time. I have entered into the blessing of the promise. I have entered into the blessing of the promise. Hallelujah. Now, what is that blessing? We read it in first uh, in Exodus. He says that if you obey my voice, this is what is one, you are going to be a peculiar people above all peoples of the earth, for the earth is mine. Here first Peter two nine says that we are what a peculiar people. Hallelujah. Then he says, you shall be a holy nation unto me. Here first Peter says, we are a holy nation. That is, those who have come to believe in Christ, the church of the living God. We are first a chosen generation. Then he says, we are a royal priesthood. In Exodus, he said to them that they will become a kingdom of priests. That is what it means to be a royal priesthood. Hallelujah. We are royal priesthood. Amen and amen. Every single believer is a priest. And that is, you know, that is the connection I wanted to make. All the other things we could spend the next few months on dealing with them. But I want to stick with the priesthood. Hallelujah. You are a part of the priesthood of Christ. Amen and amen. You see, with the Israelites, God set apart only the children of Levi or the tribe of Levi, of which Aaron was part. And specifically, the sons of Aaron were supposed to be priests. Not even everyone who was in the tribe of Levi was a priest. Only Aaron and his sons were priests. Hallelujah. 
and Aaron was the high priest. So they were in the priesthood of Aaron. But now in Christ, the Bible says that God swore unto by himself that Jesus Christ is a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And the Bible says that we have an high priest who is touched with the feelings of our infirmity, who has entered place in heaven for us once and for all. Hallelujah. Jesus is our high priest. And just as Aaron was the high priest, Jesus is our high priest. Who are the priests? The sons of Aaron were the priests. Hallelujah. In the same way, we are sons of the Father, are also priests after the order of Christ. So we can say that I am a priest after the order of Melchizedek. Hallelujah. Listen, you are a priest. Say me, I'm a priest. Oh, talk to me. I'm a priest of the Lord. I'm a priest. Priest of what? Hallelujah. Only, only, only ancient believes it. I said, when we say, me, I am a priest of the Lord. I am a priest of the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, as for Pastor Sam, you say it and say it. So you have to say it. If not, you say it again. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We are priests unto the Lord. Who are priests now? Every single believer, all the body of Christ, we are the priests of the Lord. Our high priest is Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. What does it mean? What does it mean to be a priest of the Lord? It means that we have become living oracles of God. But you understand this? you would understand that you have been conditioned to walk in the will of God for your life. And I'll show you in a second. You know what? The priests, they were the people who determined the will of God for the children of Israel. God made something for them, the breastplate. And upon the breastplate was the umim, the urim and the tumim. Those two stones were the stones by which they determined the will of the Lord. So anytime Israel was going to battle, they would go to the priest. And by the Urim and the Tumim, they would, they would decipher, they would determine, they would, they would discern the counsel of God and the will of God. Hallelujah. And know what to do. Hallelujah. But you, as a priest of the Lord, your Urim and your Tumim is the Holy Ghost who dwells inside of you. So by the Holy Ghost, you can know the will of God for your life. You can the will of God for your life. So literally, you have become an oracle of God. Hallelujah. Maketa mazule meketes. santa This privilege was only for the priest in the Old Testament. But now in Christ Jesus is for all of us. Because spirit who indwells us, now we don't need a stone, some stones to decide the will of God. By the Spirit of God in us, we can know. We can know. We can know. Hallelujah. We can know the will of God. Amen and amen. Think mm-hmm. of a priest. What did the priest do? They offered sacrifices on behalf of their brethren unto God. They taught the people the word of God. Hallelujah. And they also offered prayers on behalf of the people unto God. 
Amen and amen. They stood in behalf of the people. Now in Christ Jesus, we are all priests. I don't need anyone to stand before. I don't need anyone to stand. I stand by myself before God. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. It's true. We one another. We intercede for one another. But you yourself can go into the most holy place because our high priest has a new and living way by his shed blood for us. Come boldly, hallelujah. And when you lift up your voice and prayer, God hears you. Amen and amen. He hears you and he answers you. Hallelujah. As we were, you are a priest unto the Lord. You are a priest unto the Lord. You offer prayers. You offer prayers unto the Father. You offer praise unto the Father. And you know, if you understand your ministry as a priest, you always be interceding for people. I'm telling you, you always be interceding for people. Because that is the power of your priesthood. When you lift up your voice, listen to Jesus. He says, He ever lived to make intercession. That is what the high priest is doing. If the high priest is doing that, how much more we, the priest? Hallelujah. The power of intercession has been given unto us. So when I bow my knees, and I crackle my voice in prayer that, oh God, come to the aid of so and so. Oh God, have mercy on so and so. Oh God, release your grace on so and so. It is done. The power of intercession it lies with the priest. And that power has been given unto you because you have become a priest. You can pray the will of God. That is why the Bible says, for we know not what we ought to pray, but the spirit some naked intercession for us with groanings which words cannot utter and he that knoweth what the mind of the spirit is hallelujah is able to pray specifically according to the will of God concerning the situation and everything amen and amen so you see you you as a believer as a priest of the Lord you hold the key I'm telling you if you understand your, the, the beauty of your ministry as a priest and the power of your ministry as a priest, you not joke with yourself. When you kneel on your knees and begin to make intercession for your family, do you know what happens? Do you know what happens? It is a powerful ministry because you're a priest, God will hear you. And when you lift up your voice and you begin to make intercession, Oh God, Kaye Setemosaha, Ibadozi Atelemezi, Legose Impatini Mikatai, Lekoso Sunna Maradalose, you are praying according to the will of God. Then you begin to groan in the spirit. The case is even, you, you know what, in, in, in the local language, you say, What's I have no? It's like the, the, the matter don't finish. Hallelujah. Do you understand? By the time you begin to groan in the spirit, the matter don't finish. Somebody say the matter don't finish. Listen, don't joke with your ministry as a priest. That is why you see you have to intercede. That's why every morning when we pray, you know, I make us pray for the nations. Do you know how powerful that is? Do you know how power- I remember when I got born again, I, I scarcely ever prayed for myself. I was always praying for other people, praying for my family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because that's what the priest does. Offer prayers. Offer prayers. 
offer prayers. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving on behalf of others. Offer prayers on behalf of others. That is the priestly ministry of the believer. That is the power of your ministry. That is the beauty of your ministry. Hallelujah. You are a priest of the Lord. Amen. And God begins to give you revelations concerning people, concerning situations. And then you begin to show unto them because you have literally become the oracle of God here on the earth. Hallelujah. You see, so some of us as believers, we are living below our calling. And we are living below our ministry, the ministry God has given us. And instead of being what God has made us to be, we are rather running around. Imagine that. But today, that doesn't stop because you will grow. In faith generation, we make sure you grow and assume your role as a priest in the Lord. Hallelujah. In faith generation, we will make sure you grow and you will assume your role as a priest of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Another thing the priest did was he taught the people the word of God. Ezra the priest, he taught and instructed the Israelites in the way they should go. Someone was a priest and a prophet. He said to Saul, far be it for me that I should sin against God by not praying for you. But I will also teach you the right way. So the, the, the ministry of the priest is twofold. Prayer and the ministry of the word. That is why Peter and John and James, they said that, you know, we cannot leave the ministration of the word and, you know, attend to tables. They says, as for us, we will give ourselves wholly to the ministry of the word and unto prayer. These two are the ministry of the priest. Hallelujah. Ministry of the word. Amen and amen. That is, you minister, you teach the word. So you, as a believer, you are called to be a teacher. You must teach other people the word of God as the Holy Spirit teaches you. The Bible says, but you have an anointing of the Holy One, and you need no one to teach you, but as that anointing teaches you of all things, and it's not a lie, but it's truth, abide in that anointing. Hallelujah. By the Holy Ghost, you receive revelation into His word, and through that you will teach other people the wisdom of God. You will teach other people the counsel of God. You teach other people the instruction of righteousness in Christ. You teach other people the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. That is your calling. Faith generation, today I espouse unto you your calling. I show you your calling. I show you that which God has called you to do. This is what God wants for you as a believer, as a priest of the Lord. To stand in your place as an intercessor or to stand in your ministry intercession, intercession and also the ministry of the word. That means you must Teach the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Let's teach the word of God. Amen and amen. But how do what do we see nowadays? We have priests, believers who are priests who don't even know God's word for themselves. Because one, they don't even have time to study the word of God for themselves. They don't have time for the Holy Ghost to show them his word. And they are rather running helter skelter. From today all your running seas. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. We are a kingdom of priests. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is our high priest. It is a fraternity of priests. It is a priesthood. You know, it is a fraternal order of priests. In the order of Melchizedek. That is after the likeness of Melchizedek. That is Christ Jesus. Melchizedek was king of Salem. That is king of peace. 
Hallelujah. Manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Amen and amen. That was Christ Jesus himself here on the earth. Unto whom Abraham gave a tenth of the spouse of war. Hallelujah. Because when he met Abraham, when Melchizedek met Abraham, listen to the scripture. The Bible says he brought forth bread and wine. What is the bread and wine? Communion. Abraham was the first to eat the communion. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He was the first to eat the communion. Let's not go into that. I don't want to delve too deep into that. Amen and amen. We are after the order of Melchizedek, after Christ himself, after Christ himself. Hallelujah. That's who you are. You are we are a kingdom of priests. A kingdom of priests. You don't become a priest in school, like the Catholic Church is deceiving a lot of people to think. One of the things God hates is the Nicolaitans. If you read the book of Revelation, Jesus to one of the churches says, and I hate the deed of the Nicolaitans. Who are the Nicolaitans? Who are the Nicolaitans? Nicolaitans actually comes from the Greek word, two Greek words, Nik- Nikos and Laos. Nikos means to have victory over or to have dominion over. Laos means the laity, that is the layman. Hallelujah. When the church married the state in the days of Constantine, that was when these things began. So they established something they called the priest. And before you could become a priest, you had to go to their Bible school and be certified. When Christ has already made us priests, they are now putting a stumbling block in our way. They are rather deciding who becomes a priest and who does not. You go for them to train you in their own ways. And they, those who they saw as clergymen, exercised dominion over the laity or over the laymen. So they never allowed the layman to read the Bible. They read the Bible and interpreted the Bible to the layman. You see how everything just twisted. And they dominated the laity and the layman. And it has trickled down even to now. So if you look at the structure of the church in almost many churches, you have the separation of the laymen and the laymen and the clergymen. You see that. But that is not the plan of God. In Christ Jesus, we are a community of believers. That's why we are all priests unto God. We are all priests. God establishes government in the church by way of the pastor, the apostle, the prophet. Their purpose is just to train all of us for the work of the ministry. But in the full sense, we are all priests. Jesus said, Therefore, you know that among the Gentiles, they lord it over their people, but it shall not be so among you. In Christ, we don't lord it over others. If you are a shepherd, you don't lord it over the sheep. You don't dominate the sheep. No. And that is the deed of the Nicolaitans God hates. Or Jesus hates. Hallelujah. You don't dominate over the sheep. He said, he that must be great among you must become the least. Uh, first Peter says, he wrote to the elders. He says, plodding it over them. Because Peter had been taught by Christ. Hallelujah. We are all what? Priests. You don't become a priest because you've gone to Bible school. You don't become a priest because you've gone to a Bible school. We are all priests. Every believer is a priest. Amen and amen. 
you have such a beautiful and powerful ministry. You have become this. It is, and you know, this priesthood is one of the blessings of the promise God intended for the natural seed of Abraham. But you know, God knew in the original plan of God, which was established even before the foundation of the world, the priesthood was for Christ and his seed. The Bible says, A seed shall serve the Lord, and it shall be counted unto him as a generation. That generation, that seed that shall serve the Lord and shall be counted as a generation, that generation are we the chosen generation. Hallelujah. Who came Christ? Amen and amen. And in the original intent of God from the foundation of the world, God intended that the priesthood would be for these people and not the natural seed. As for the natural seed of Abraham, they were just a foreshadow. Hallelujah. They were something to wait for the original to come. The original has come. Hallelujah. You are the priest of God. Hallelujah. After the order of Melchizedek. After Christ. Hallelujah. Man Satoras. Listen, I'm bringing my message to a close because I have a, a little question and answer time um, before we close. Because one of the things I'm trying to do is I'm trying to encourage questioning. How to encourage a certain spirit in you. That you don't just hear and just go, but you hear and you ask questions so that you can know more. Amen and amen. And just take what people say, but you take it, you go study it in the Word, you ask questions. Hallelujah. So you are a priest unto the Lord. Next time we'll deal with what it means to be a chosen generation. We'll deal with what it means to be a holy nation. A peculiar people will deal with all of that. Remember last week I told you the entire Bible is about a transition, a transition from the old to the new. Hallelujah. A transition from the first Adam to the second and last Adam, who is Christ. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Is somebody blessed tonight? If you are blessed tonight, say amen. Amen. Oh, only Lord is blessed. Only Lauren. Is there somebody blessed? Amen. Say amen. 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 Uh, you know, if you are blessed, say amen. Amen. Who do this? Why didn't you do it in the first place? Go and extract it out of them. Hallelujah. And me, I have patience to extract it out of you. Amen. <laughs> Oh, I just love you all. I love you all. Wonderful, wonderful. We give God praise. So what, what have we learned today? The promised blessing or the blessing of the promise that was given to the natural seed of Abraham, which they could not attain unto, could not keep the covenant. We have entered into that blessing of the promise because of what Christ has done. And by that, we have become a Kingdom of priests unto God. Amen. That is what it means to be a royal priesthood. A kingdom of priests unto God. Who is our high priest? Christ Jesus. We are after the fraternal order of Melchizedek. Amen and amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Lift up your voice and begin. What he has done for you in Christ. What he has made you in Christ. Lift up your voice and begin to give God praise. Lift up your voice and give God praise. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. We thank you. All the 
No one else can touch my heart like you do And I could search for all eternity long And find
There is none like you. No one else can touch my heart like you do. And I could search for all eternity long and find there is none like